Halloween round two. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I think I like the Halloween episodes best. Maybe it's the time of year or the holiday itself. Our first Halloween episode was two years ago, episode six. Our most recent, just last week, episode 96. Last year we had four Halloween episodes the entire month of October, devoted to our most theatrical of holidays. Check out episodes 52, 53, 54, and 55. I'm Professor Theo, broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University. In this wondrous town of Splendid West Virginia, with two new tales this week. Sit back. Relax and enjoy. A Kid Detective's Halloween. Kid detectives Ben, Jen, and Red stumbled upon a new case. Who stole Red's Halloween trick-or-treat candy? Red was an only child, so no sibling was to blame. He trusted his good friends and fellow crime fighters Jen and Ben. Surely neither one of them was the culprit. Dr. Payne, the town dentist, was a suspect. He was known for strongly discouraging Halloween candy. It will rot your teeth out, he would scream to costumed trick-or-treaters as he passed out toothbrushes and apples from his front porch. Jen, the leader of the kid detective agency, was sure he was to blame. Red's parents were suspects, too, because all the sugar he consumed made him act like a wild, wild boy. Nobody needs that much candy, Red. Your sugar intake is out of control. Red was convinced his parents stole his candy. Ben had another idea. I think it was you, Red. You ate it all yourself without even realizing it. That's ridiculous, Red replied defensively. Is it? I've seen you basically inhale an entire pepperoni pizza in seconds. Maybe you did the same thing with all those candy bars and bubblegum, Ben accused. Both of you stop fighting, Jen demanded. Who stole Red's candy? Or was it stolen at all? Red was not guilty, I can tell you that. He'd remember eating all that tasty candy, and eating it all so fast would certainly have given him a tummy ache. His parents weren't to blame either. As much as they discouraged sugary treats most of the year, both of Red's parents felt he should enjoy all that comes with his favorite holiday. All the kid detective agency's work led them to Dr. Payne's office. Dr. Payne was the town dentist with a real vendetta against candy in general and Halloween specifically. Clues kept adding up and they all led to Dr. Payne. First, Red's candy wasn't the only stolen treat that Halloween. Several other young ones reported missing candy, and all of those affected, including Red, lived on the same block as Dr. Payne. It's just a few blocks over from us. Second, 
On a recent visit with second-grade students at Splendid Elementary School, Dr. Payne had been heard loudly exclaiming that he would rid this town of all the trick-or-treat candy once and for all if he could. That was a big clue. Third, Jen caught the devoted dentist red-handed. She scheduled an appointment for a cleaning and infiltrated his office. While waiting her turn, she used a bathroom visit as an excuse to peek in spare rooms and closets in Dr. Payne's building. Not recommended, young ones. But Jen is a kid detective. In one of those closets, she found exactly what she was looking for. Dr. Payne, I think you have some explaining to do, Jen stated as she stood in the doorframe of a wide-open closet filled with kids' stolen Halloween candy including Red's treats. She had found the candy thief. Dr. Payne defended his actions, claiming that his candy theft would lead to fewer cavities for dozens of splendid residents. Maybe hundreds. And he was probably right, but stealing is never justified. Almost never. All of the candy was returned to its rightful owners. Officer Gaskins was called in, talk to the dentist about his actions, though no arrests were made. I think he's learned his lesson, kids. You all did a good job, Officer Gaskins told Jen, Ben, and Red of the Kid Detective Agency. Red was delighted to have his candy back. Jen was thrilled to have cracked the case. Ben was happy to be getting along with his kid detective colleagues again, and all the kids that had candy stolen, were thrilled to see it return. Everyone was happy. Everyone except Dr. Payne. I almost got away with it. Those kid detectives are standing between my work and healthy teeth for all this town's kids. That won't do. I'm the good guy here, not them. And I will prove that to the world. I will have... My revenge. That's not all for this week, listeners. Stay tuned for the tale of... The Splendid Sea Creature. There once was a mysterious, enormous, scary, slimy green sea creature that lived in the nearby Ohio River on the outskirts of the town of Splendid, West Virginia. Area residents referred to it only as the splendid sea creature. And though few had actually crossed paths with the beast, rumors swirled of its existence. Fuzzy pictures appeared from time to time as evidence, weak to be sure, but just enough to keep people talking. Tales of the creepy sea beast seemed to pop up most of all, as the subject of summertime campfire stories, or near Halloween time, as families and friends gathered around the fire pit. It was on one such night that fellow kid superheroes dared their colleague Buck Travers to fly to where the splendid sea creature had last been spotted, in the dark, on the banks near the 16th Street Bridge, Buck put on a brave face while talking to his friends, but inside he was quite nervous about the whole thing. Thankfully, he didn't find anything under the bridge other than some graffiti, some trash. Better let the Earth Power Team know about this, 
He found some clues to buried treasure as well, but that's a story for another day. I don't want to get off task. Buck hadn't really expected to find a sea monster after all. That's ridiculous, Buck said. He knew that it was just an urban legend, but just as he let his body relax with relief, something large moved behind him. In an instant, Buck wasn't so relaxed anymore. He turned slowly around toward the noise of something large moving in the brush by the river. It's probably just a deer, Buck said reassuringly to himself. Do you think it was just a deer, listeners? No, no, it was not. And if you want to know what it was, you'll have to come back next week for this story of kid superhero Buck Travers is to be continued. That's all for this week. We'll be back next week with the second half of this kid superhero tale and a trip to the pumpkin patch. In the meantime, have an awesome week. Be wild and wonderful and free. Be good to each other. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might blast you into outer space. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.